You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, we're going to talk later about experiencers, which can be a touchy subject, a fascinating subject, and one that is fraught with all sorts of dangerous aspects. But before we even consider that, let's talk about last week's episode with Richard Dolan. Now, I didn't realize how funny Richard Dolan can be when you set him loose. And he was relaxed. And he certainly answered the questions we asked. And then he did a couple of funny things. A few things ended up on the cutting room floor, but I won't get into that. But I did notice here that we didn't get a lot of response to the episode. And what we got was very positive. And I thought, well, maybe they would have thought that we should have been stronger in our questioning of his participation in the topic that shall not be named. But I think he answered it. He's just not the kind of guy who's going to attack his friends, even if they do something that's screwy or naive. So I sort of expected, because of the fact that we were pretty friendly towards him, even though we asked the questions that you wanted asked, listeners, that we'd get some reaction to that. But the response so far has been fairly light and pretty positive. What's your take on it? Well, you know, I think Rich, Richard's always been skirting that that sort of a tightrope between the true believer crowd and the suspend <laughs> their disbelief crowd and uh, the serious folks that uh, we like to count among our listeners here at the Paracast. Uh, because he is a publisher, and I did mention this, I think, uh, and after the Paracast, uh, because he is a publisher, he tries to get out there as much as possible and, and you know, spread the word about his work and also um, plug uh, his authors. So he has a bit of, uh, at least in my view, a bit of wiggle room on that tightrope. But, you know, he really dodged a, a, a howitzer and, and not I don't think he was totally unscathed by the uh, loose affiliation and, and going down to Mexico City um, for the Cinco de Mayo event, which will not be named. I think he's he's squeaked uh, he squeaked by without too much damage. I think to his reputation. Although I think it's we're going to see him being a little bit more circumspect and careful in the future. Um, I think he 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 probably feels a little bit uh, lucky not to have been smeared and slimed too bad by that event. So I, I think that it's at the very least, it should have been a wake up call for him. And um, I'm not surprised that there's not that much uh, diatribes uh, online because he did present himself very well. And I think people picked up on that. You see, it's always a touchy situation too. You have friends, you trust your friends to have good judgment. And when they do things that don't turn out so well, you want to look at the positive aspects. Well, they had the blinders on. And he perhaps participated in a very large part because he trusted Schmidt and Carey. And there you go. Stuff like that happens. That's what he said. And he, he still, you know, he still stands behind Schmidt and Carey, although it's, and again, that's kind of a brave thing. He does consider, um, you know, Don to be uh, fairly good friends uh, with him. And, and it's good to stick by your friends, but it's also good to be in a position to spank them when they when they mess up. And I'm I just would hope that he would he would have a, a real serious talk with with both of them and say, look, you guys really um, you kind of what's the old uh, test pilot phrase? You screwed the pooch with that one. <laughs> so you know I'm uh, 
I'm just uh, so over that whole scenario, and, and I'm looking forward to uh, to reading Rich's book uh, on on false flag operations. I think it's I've been a subject that somebody should have written a book about long ago, and I'm looking forward to it. I know that we can talk about that endlessly because it is so closely related to conspiracy theories about any particular subject. And in this case, there are lots of proven examples of false flags and areas where you suspect things have happened. And we only scratch the surface there. And as he gets closer to the book, I do want to get Richard back on the show with us and talk about it. I think it's a fascinating discussion. And it does in some ways relate to what we do. Because some of the UFO-related events could have been false flags, which is something that James Carrion is suggesting. So it's right up the vein. Let's see what happens with it. Yeah. Well, I, I take exception to somebody that listened to the show and uh, called me a 9-11 truther. <laughs> um, I'm, I fall short of that particular uh, tag. I do think that there's something downwind of Denmark uh, or downwind of the WTC about that whole day. And uh, I think there's a lot of very, very compelling evidence to suggest something Something very squirrely and screwy was going on that day that uh, does not conform to the official version of events. So, you know, if there's a conspiracy uh, in that particular event, I <laughs> I seem to fall kind of a shade over to the side of the official version uh, is the conspiracy theory uh, <laughs> in my book. If that makes me a truther, then, uh, you know, whatever. It Don't sort of vote. does because it's, as I would interpret that term, someone who doesn't accept the official explanation is being the truth. And maybe even if it's 80% true, whatever percentage you want to apply to it, being skeptical means you're a 9-11 truther. But it doesn't mean you embrace these other theories, these alternate theories. No. And I think that's part of it right there. It doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean you're unpatriotic because you're skeptical of what the government tells you. We should be skeptical. And part of what we do here in the PowerCast is to express skepticism about a lot of things. I mean, if you believe the government, why are we here talking about UFOs all the time or UFO experiences? In fact, a little bit later, we'll have Ray Hernandez, who will be talking about experiencers in connection with an organization in which he's associated called the Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters, which already is judging what we're talking about. This used to be, by the way, the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Foundation, et cetera, et cetera. But for various reasons, they opted to make it a more generic title. I think because they want to also include other types of encounters, whether they're, uh, you know, NDE-derived near-death experiences or some sort of psychedelics, uh, hallucinogens. uh, There are other types of encounters uh, that may go all the way back into prehistory. And I think they're all worthy of discussion. I think it's important when we talk about experiences, especially UFO abductions, which is a big part of it, is to put all those experiences in context with other people having similar experiences with different framing. Because as I said before, I think it's possible what people remember in a UFO abduction is not the actual event. Something happened to them. But they're seeing it in terms of being captured, taken aboard a UFO, given a very primitive, painful physical examination. But how do we know that's the actual encounter? Even if it's consistent, even if 
a million people report the same encounter. Even if two people from different places see each other during that encounter and meet up later in person and talk about it, as we mentioned with Kathleen Martin, that doesn't tell us what the experience was, only what they remember. You know, it's kind of almost back to the art imitates life thing, reminiscent of a recent episode of a TV show called Proof, where a doctor seeks evidence of life after death, and they subject two men to hypnosis who never met each other, but have a shared memory of an experience, I think, during the Korean War, where they were fighting with, as soldiers together, and one dies. Very strange. But that's, of course, based on not just reincarnation, but based on personal experiences that are unusual. You know, remember when TV shows do this, they have somebody on board who takes basic theories or experiences of people and they distill it and create a fictional framework. So there you go. Don't know if that helps. It just kind of struck me. In any case, we have Ray Hernandez. He's associated, once again, with the Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters. I think that prejudges it, but I'm going to ask him about that. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Many are in disbelief today after word of shocking allegations against a Minnesota-based talk syndication company known as GCN. It's claimed that they're the fourth largest talk syndication company in the U.S., making it even more scandalous that they've been accused of helping business owners expose themselves on a massive scale. Let's go live to Tom for more on this story. It's being called the greatest exposure of our lifetime, while other business owners are beginning to step forward claiming they, too, exposed themselves. With the help of GCN. It's true. They're all guilty. Every last one of them. GCN helped me get the exposure my company needed. And just think, that was years ago. Today, GCN has like 700 affiliate stations and over 6 million downloads from iTunes and their website every month. Imagine the exposure your company can get. Expose your business to the masses. Email advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. GCN. Honey, it's time for dinner. What are you doing over there on your computer? I'm shopping for a new wallet. Mine is falling apart. Hey, did you know there's a company called ID Stronghold that makes shielded wallets to prevent electronic pickpocketing? Oh, I didn't realize there was such a thing as electronic pickpocketing. What is that? 
Well, apparently, many of the new credit and debit cards being issued have radio chips inside them called RFID to transmit our banking information to card readers when we pay. Unfortunately, a bad guy can also get one of these readers and go around the city scanning people, collecting their credit card numbers and personal information without us knowing it. Wow, that sounds scary. Since you're getting a new wallet anyway, you should definitely get an ID Stronghold shielded wallet. Are they more expensive? No. In fact, I can get a shielded leather wallet from IDStronghold.com for the same price or less than regular unshielded wallets from other stores. Sounds great. My wallet isn't falling apart yet, but let me pick one out too. I want to be protected, and these wallets at IDStronghold.com look fantastic. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We welcome to the Paracast Ray Hernandez, and he's associated with an organization called Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters. Now, previously, the name of the organization was called the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Foundation, etc., etc., and Dr. Mitchell was one of the founders. Ray, welcome to the Paracast. Tell us about the organization and its purposes. Surely. The organization's uh, main focus is to begin to apply some quote-unquote scientific uh, research to the field of individuals that are having UFO-related contact with non-human intelligence. And we're also focusing on the topic areas of uh, advanced physics. We have numerous uh, physicists that are associated with FREE, and we're going to be exploring the relationship of the topic commonly known as consciousness to this field of ET contact, uh, which is contact with non-human intelligent beings. Uh, Also, our approach is that we view various contact modalities, and that is uh, individuals that have had encountered ghosts, spirits, uh, near-death experiences through remote viewing, through uh, channeling, um, or uh, people that take uh, hallucinogens and have uh, conscious communications with the sentient beings, uh, etc., etc., and not just the the ET, UFO-related ET contact phenomenon, our organization and academics associated with free and researchers view that all of these contact experiences are all interrelated. 
right now they are bifurcated. They're segmented. Uh, the people that deal with ghosts, they deal with ghosts. The people that deal with near-death experiences, that's their main focus, near-death experiences. And most of these individuals do not see all of these various contact modalities as being interrelated. Uh, because we have such a high number of physicists and individuals that have been working in this field of transpersonal psychology and parapsychology as academics and researchers that have been working in this arena for uh, uh, many, many years, we have uh, all come to the conclusion separately and individually that they're all interrelated and that advanced quantum physics can begin to explain all of this. And the emerging emerging field of consciousness studies can begin to uh, put all this uh, complicated puzzle together. You know, that raises about 4,000 questions, which we'd like <laughs> to get to, Chris and I. But before we do that, let's just look at your personal connection, how you got involved in this. Now, your profession is that of a tax attorney, right? You worked for the IRS? Correct. I currently am an estate tax attorney, which is uh, a segmented field within the IRS that deals with an inheritance tax called the estate tax. So what I do is I audit Form 706s and 709s, which are either gift tax returns or estate tax returns. And those are usually uh, returns that are required to be filed from, uh, for, uh, for, uh, from the beneficiaries of the very wealthy in this country. Now, we're talking about very, very small percentage of the people who die. The threshold is millions of dollars. And I don't want to get into that. That's a politically sensitive issue. And you're just hired help. You do the job. You're not worried about what the politicians want. You do what you have to do. How did you get attracted to the issue of what happens to experiencers? Is this because you had personal experiences yourself? Uh, Correct. Um, Let me just a little bit about my background. I had attended Rutgers College uh, in New Jersey. I graduated with honors. And then I went, uh, I got a full academic scholarship to Cornell University, a master's program to study urban planning. And I had uh, a 3.95 GPA at Cornell. And then I got a, a National Science Foundation PhD fellowship which pays for uh, a full ride, basically, at any PhD program in the country that you want to. And I decided to go to Berkeley, University of California, Berkeley, which had the top uh, planning school in in the country. And so I was a a PhD student there for for several years, for three uh, three and a half years. And uh, again, I had a very high uh, GPA, and I was off to the new school for social research to undertake my dissertation. And I was at the new school uh, writing my dissertation when my ex-wife got a brain aneurysm. And I had two little babies. Her sister was still in high school, and her mother had just recently retired. And so I had to quit writing my dissertation and take two full-time jobs. So my background is pretty much is as an academic. I still maintain that um, that academic mindset. And then I got a job at the new school for excuse me at the City University of New York, where um, I was uh, uh, the director of, uh, of an environmental studies program an emerging environmental studies program. And there I took opportunity and I went to law school while I was working full-time at the City University of New York. I went to the City University of New York School of Law uh, because, as you know, law school is extremely expensive. And because I was an employee of, uh, of the university system, I got a significantly reduced uh, a tuition. So that was my, my background. I was um, an atheist. 
I was an uh, overeducated uh, material rationalist with all these advanced degrees from, this, uh, from these elite institutions until about uh, March the 4th of 2012. So this has been very recently when um, uh, my wife and I had an experience uh, in our living room that totally uh, uh, hit me over the head with a two by four. And let me go over some of those details, if you don't mind, Dudgy. Um, sure, go ahead. Yeah, This was just the first uh, of a series of experiences that, till, that still continue to this day. Um, our dog, who was 16 years old, um, uh, at that point, her um, we were keeping her uh, going with uh, tons of medications. She was taking um, Viagra to keep her heart pumping. <laughs> she was taking uh, diuretics to flush out the water from her kidneys and her uh, heart. So it's just the same medications that an older person would be taking in terms of heart medication and diuretics. And she was walking at that point very, very gingerly, barely able to walk, and we just couldn't put her to sleep because she was, you know, our initial family member. And then one day uh, on a Saturday evening at about 7 o'clock, uh, she suffered a stroke and she became uh, totally paralyzed from the neck down. And at that point, we called our vet, who was a good friend of ours, and he says, from what you're telling me, she appeared to have suffered a stroke. Uh, I'll open up my office tomorrow so we can put her to sleep. So all night, uh, my wife, who was a hardcore Catholic, was praying all night uh, for a miracle to happen. And then um, on Sunday morning, uh, our dog woke us up uh, barking, and we thought that she had, you know, that she was feeling better. She had overcome her temporary paralysis. But no, when when my wife and I saw her, she was still paralyzed. She was just able to move her neck and, and to bark. So my wife then picked her up to bring her downstairs to go to the bathroom to see if she can go to the bathroom because we didn't know her her condition at that point, uh, whether she could. And my wife got down the stairs and right in the middle of, uh, no, in the middle, on the side corner of our living room, she saw a floating object. And let me describe it to you. It was metallic in shape. Uh, it was approximately two feet in width by three feet in height. It looked like an upside down U. And inside, there were two colored lights. Uh, she described them as, as green lights. And then um, she immediately knelt down and started praying. Let's do the break here, and then let's pick yep. up on this strange encounter, bringing this sick dog downstairs, seeing this small object. Ray Hernandez of Free, here with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. <laughs> Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. 
complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Extend your life with Why do over 50% of North Americans suffer from some form of chronic ailment? Could it be due to a toxic overload? It's time to take back your life. Get the lead out as well as the cadmium, mercury, and calcium. Extendivite is a garlic cayenne supplement with five other herbs that acts like a natural Drano, cleaning out the stored toxins, restoring your energy and youthfulness that we've lost. If you would like to live your life free of sickness, pain, or fear, then Extendivite is for you. Available in either capsules or liquid, you too can see why Extendivite is the number one heart drop available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. This is Hilly Rose, and I hope that you do listen to the Paracast, because you will learn a great deal about the paranormal. What a time to break. Yes. Your wife sees a small object, Ray, with a couple of lights inside. What happened next? Well, what happened was that she started praying, and she basically said, if you're a bad spirit, get the hell out. If you're an angel or a good spirit, then stay and please help cure my dog. And she wasn't talking to it. It was just in her mind. She was relaying that information. Then all of a sudden, these two green lights started blinking inside, and from the side, these white fluorescent lights started shooting out. 
And then at that point, she freaked out. <laughs> it wasn't like she was praying to a, a spirit or something like that. Then she freaked out. It was like, right, right, right. She was screaming at me to come down, and I totally ignored her. It was a Sunday morning, 6 o'clock. I thought she had seen a cockroach or something like that. And I was, you know, uh, and I totally ignored her. Finally, I became irritated because she was, uh, you know, breaking up my beauty sleep, you know, Sunday morning at 6 o'clock. And I just said, <laughs> leave me alone, you know. <laughs> yeah, Leave me alone. I want to sleep. I didn't sleep well last night. Leave me alone, you know? And she was like, hey, right, right. And I was like, I was getting upset, you know? <laughs> In my head, I was like, just kill that damn cockroach, but let me sleep, you know? So she went upstairs. This is like maybe after five minutes or 10 minutes. I don't recall exactly, but very shortly afterwards, after she started screaming, she went upstairs and physically hauled my arm uh, to haul him out of bed, you know? And at that point, I was upset. You know, I was like, you know, I'm going to find that damn cockroach and kill it, you know, and get this thing over with, you know? She didn't tell me what it was. So she was walking in front of me. We, we live in a two-story house. We were going down the stairs, and then immediately when she got to the bottom of the stairs, she disappeared. And the dog, uh, yeah, she was carrying the dog. So, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. She didn't have the dog. She then disappeared in front of me. Okay. It was like a fraction of a second. Okay. And then immediately I was focused. I, I was uh, on this corner wall and I completely forgot about her disappearing. And then while I was looking at this corner wall, I saw a floating, I call it a, a plasma being, a being because it totally controlled my mind, you know. And let me describe it to you. It was roughly a foot and a half, uh, which is smaller than what she had described, in width about uh, a foot and a half to two feet wide to uh, a foot to a foot and a half in height. It was sort of cylinder in shape, but it didn't have uh, external edges to it because it was pure energy. And it was uh, vibrating, multicolored. The best description is is that if you can get tons of like a real thick paint, multicolored paint, and, and put it in a bathtub and start moving it around, um, that'll be something close to it. And it was semi-transparent, okay? that you could see, you know, that it wasn't a, a hard object. And, um, and what I did, I squinted at it, and then I did something totally irrational. Uh, and uh, um, uh, I waved my hand at it, and I said, uh, BS. And then I proceeded to um, go upstairs. I put my hand on my, uh, my belly, and I stared straight up at the ceiling, and uh, uh, and then I be, came into a coma. Uh, I was unconscious for like for 15 minutes or so. I don't know exactly for how long. And then when I woke up, I woke up and I was like, holy cow, what in the world just happened? You know, and I ran down the stairs and there I saw my wife prancing in the middle of the living room like she was in a Pentecostal church saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, the angels cured her, the angels cured her. And the dog now was like zipping from one end of the living room to the other, running around, jumping up and down, you know, like a, a foot up in the air. Um, and she's a Jack Russell Terrier, a short uh, little dog. And my wife was picking her up and kissing her and hugging her and the angels cured her. And in my head, I was like, what the hell just happened? Okay. And then um, there we started to compare notes and we saw that there was a discrepancy in terms of what she saw, what I saw. She doesn't recall me going up the stairs. Um, uh, to her, it was like instantaneously. I'd gone down the stairs with her and then boom, you know, she woke up and the angels, uh, to her characterization, had cured our puppy, her, our dog that was now like a puppy. <laughs> mm. um, 
And uh, that was just the beginning of our experiences. Uh, my wife then began to see many crafts up in the sky. One particular situation, she woke up at 3.30 in the morning. Actually, it was the dog that woke her up at 3.30. The dog, instead of going to the back door uh, to go to the bathroom, she wanted to go to the front door, which she never did. My wife went downstairs, and then she looked up, and there was a huge, gigantic craft um, uh, with um, numerous colors. Uh, um, in sort of the middle of, of the craft and to the sides. And um, my wife then went to Mexico for about a month to stay with her family there on vacation and with my daughter. And there, on three different events, she had experiences. One time, uh, it was witnessed by uh, various family members. There was like 10 witnesses that saw this huge craft descend from the sky in front of the lead car that they were driving in. There was two-car caravan. And uh, beamed down a blue light in front of the lead car. Then, uh, for about a minute or two, and then the blue light descended and it took off. And I spoke to about maybe eight of those 10 individuals, and they all confirmed uh, what was seen. And then uh, I, uh, in August of 2012, uh, I had an experience with a huge, gigantic craft uh, that, was, uh, that I had called down. I had playfully uh, did an experiment to call down a craft, uh, not really expecting it to appear. And uh, that craft uh, was the size of a football field. It was Before you go on, how yes. did you attempt to bring down this craft? Okay. Um, I was waiting for a friend of mine to give me his parking tickets. He had not paid his parking tickets for like over a year. Uh, and then he got a notice that he was going to be arrested if he didn't pay these tickets or go to court. So then I said, look, what you need to do is do a motion to consolidate, which I will do for you. Um, but I just need the tickets uh, for you to call me. So I'm waiting outside for him because uh, he told me he was very close by. And so while I'm waiting, I remembered uh, the huge craft that my wife had seen because she had described that it was between this particular tree and that particular tree. And I was saying, my God, that was a huge craft that she saw. And then all of a sudden, I remembered this uh, person named Prophet Yahweh, who on YouTube the night before, the night before, I had seen a video of him calling down a craft during the day. And what it was, this little speck of dust, basically, that, <laughs> that he had filmed moving across the sky. And so while I was waiting for my friend, I said, ah, what the hell, let me try, you know. Um, and then I started to call down this craft. Um, I said, oh, I want to see you, the beautiful uh, angelic craft that my wife describes you. She describes you as her angels. Uh, she described your colors just like the stained glass windows of our church. Um, she had the privilege of seeing you. I didn't, you know, I see you, you know, that type of stuff. And then like every a minute or two, I would turn around and look around in the sky and nothing showed up. After 15 minutes, I said to myself, I said, you know, this ET stuff has got me crazy. You know, I need to stop, you know, focusing on these things because I'm going nuts. Then immediately, this huge, gigantic craft that was, um, um, again, let me describe it. It wasn't material. Uh, it, uh, it was thousands and thousands of oblong streaks of light. It went back about maybe two blocks. It went up in height, like about 100 meters, and it formed the whole shell, the external shell of this craft. And inside were white plasma uh, streaks moving all around. Um, and then immediately I heard a voice inside my head, and it said, um, uh, Daddy, you and Mommy have seen UFOs. Next time you guys see a UFO, you call me, all right, Daddy? Don't forget. 
And so my daughter had just turned 10 years old, and the last thing you want to do is to expose a child to something like this. But uh, in my head, it was like, no, I got, I got to tell my daughter. I got to tell my daughter. So I started calling her. Uh, we live in a cul-de-sac, a very large cul-de-sac. So I'm yelling outside the window, and she opens up the window. What is it, Daddy? I said, sweetheart, hurry up. Run outside. There's a UFO out here. There's a UFO here. Run, run. So she runs outside. And now you had two people looking at it. And we weren't scared. We were just being entertained. Um, and all of a sudden, my friend comes, but not by himself. He comes with his wife and their 17-year-old daughter. And um, uh, bo- uh, both of them are uh, – uh, he-, he owns his own business, and she works for an import-export uh, business. Both of them are college uh, graduates, very smart people, but they're hardcore you know, Catholic uh, conservatives. And and they leave the car right in the middle of the cul-de-sac. They all run to me, you know, Ray, what is that? What is that? I say, you know what this is. No, no, it can't be. It can't be. And then they started to explain what it possibly could be. And after like a minute or two of them trying to come up with one crazy idea after another explanation, in my head, I I was laughing and I was telling these ETs, basically, I said, well, you better come up with something else. We'll hear that something else. This week, we have Ray Hernandez associated with an organization called Free. With Gene, I'm with Chris. You're in the Paracast. largest independently owned and operated talk radio network the genesis communications network gcn attack of the rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike it's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget a former u.s military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Usually, the older one gets, the less you are able to absorb amino acids and the less you are able to repair the 100 trillion cells of your body. As a result, you'll have less energy, your tissues will shrink, and you'll become wrinkled. An older person will typically injure more easily and heal more slowly. Not fun. However, if you can consume a protein powder that is easier to absorb, then you may be able to gain back some strength, muscle, and speed of recovery. One World Whey is a highly digestible whey protein powder that may be the perfect answer for you. My name is Errol. I'm 74 years old. You know, the taste of One World Whey is amazing. I play pickleball, and since taking One World Whey and your trace mineral supplement, I have more energy and recover faster from my working out. I used to take another grass-fed whey protein powder, but now I'm getting much better results using One World Whey. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. As if chlorine in our water weren't bad enough, now they're adding ammonia? It's true. Some municipalities are now adding ammonia plus chlorine to your water supply. It's a disinfectant called chloramine. 
But with a trusted Big Berkey water filter, you can keep chloramine out of your water. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show EPA Berkey water filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria and viruses, all forms of fluoride, and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market. The gold standard in water purification. And our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get your Big Berkey today. Call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Did you know that drinking pure, high alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. This is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, we have Ray Hernandez, associated with an organization called Free. He's a tax attorney, but he's not after me because I don't have an estate worth $10 million. Maybe my late brother, he was getting there. In any case, we're talking about his personal experiences and his personal encounters here. And something here where you call out your daughter to see this UFO. Let's kind of move past this. As much as this could make up an entire show, we want to talk about the organization. Yes. So let's continue with this case and any of the others. And then we want to ask about the dog, what happened to the dog. Yeah, and a couple of quick questions here. First of all, where exactly... uh, did you live at this point uh, in the in the private house? Yeah, this is uh, where I'm still currently living. It's the Killian section of Miami, Florida. Oh, okay, it's so we're down in Florida. Okay, I was in, I was just, in Miami. Okay, I didn't know if you were in the New York area or not. Another thing I, I should point out: it's good to have a fellow CUNY uh, uh, alum on the uh, show. Uh, I went to Lehman College up in uh, in, in the, the Bronx. Bronx. Yeah. yeah, I did back in the '70s. So continue. Okay. And then what happened was that um, once I thought this in my head, uh, uh, you better come up with something different because they don't believe you. All of a sudden, the oblong streaks of lights that were swirling like in oblong circles, thousands of them, thousands of them completely stopped and they were immediately uh, replaced by thousands and thousands of stars. They were 10 times the size of Venus that blinked on and off like two or three times in a fraction of a second all throughout the craft. And then, beyond a shadow of a doubt, everyone knew what this was. And then almost like five minutes later, my friends all of a sudden said, okay, we got to go. 
And I didn't even question it. During this time period, the, the family that lived underneath that house, because remember, this craft was like five feet from the roof, the, the bottom part of that craft. They turned on their light. They were looking at us, and they saw five people basically staring on top of their roof. Uh, now, if you're thinking logically, you would go and knock on their door and say, Pablo, you know, come outside. You know, look what, what's on top of your roof. No, all of us had cell phones. And even the teenagers always uh, have that cell phone glued to them. No one took a picture. Then basically what happened was after my three friends left, then my daughter and I stayed for another 15 minutes watching this thing. Uh, now it's a new light show. Now it was the star show. <laughs> and a total that my daughter and I saw this thing was about 45 minutes. And remember, this huge craft was like 30 feet away from us. And then all of a sudden, I felt like I was being attacked by mosquitoes, you know, hundreds of mosquitoes. And uh, after like a minute of, of this torture, I then grabbed my daughter's hand and I said, come on, Scott, let's go inside these mosquitoes killing me. Meanwhile, this light show is still going on. So we go inside the house, and like five minutes later, my daughter goes to me, Daddy, there were no mosquitoes outside. It was like uh, the same sensation of when I was in bed, and I snapped out of that hypnotic trance, the same feeling. It's like I woke up and I was like, oh my God, what in the world just happened? And so I, I grabbed, uh, went uh, to grab my video camera, my uh, camera, regular camera, and I ran outside and poof, nothing was there. It was completely gone. It was uh, uh, after that event, another series of events occurred, like for the next uh, several months, and then it still continues to this day. But uh, maybe it'd be best not to get into those details because I could literally spend the whole day discussing the different experiences that I've had. And also with my wife and my daughter. And a lot of it deals with near-death experiences as well. Did you report any of this to local authorities, to MUFON, anybody? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I had signed up for MUFON about two weeks after my initial experience in March. And I still have the check that I sent to MUFON. It was um, uh, the 18th of March that I subscribed to MUFON. And I didn't re initially report that to MUFON. But after the second event in, uh, in August, I then reported it to MUFON. And then we had this uh, investigator that lives here in Miami. Um, she used to to be, I think it was the, um, the assistant director of, of State MUFON, and she was a member of their star team. She's an elderly lady, a retired school teacher. Her name is um, Mary Margaret Zimmer. Uh, she came by, and her husband also came with her. Her husband is a retired uh, meteorologist, a federal government meteorologist that work in that, uh, that hurricane center that they have here in South Florida. Right. And so, uh, yeah, Mary's so, a Mary's a top-notch investigator. Oh, um, okay. I met her years ago, and and was impressed with uh, with her width and breadth of knowledge, and and her kind of an she is very analytical. She uh, she she is very methodical. Um, it, it just uh, you know you just get that impression from her. So she was a good person to have uh, uh, you know relate the story to. Yes, no, she she was a very thorough, very smart lady, very polite. Um, she asked questions of myself, uh, my wife. I don't recall if she asked my daughter questions, uh, but it was mainly my wife and I. And then uh, she did not uh, interview the other three witnesses, even though I did, you know, 
give her their names and said, I can give you their telephone numbers and addresses. But, you know, I asked her husband also. I went outside with him and her and Mary, and we focused on, you know, how big it was, how far back it was, that sort of thing. And also the object that my wife saw several months before, that huge craft. And so I then took the opportunity to ask her husband, who's a meteorologist, an expert, you know, in atmospheric conditions. I said, uh, after I've described all of this to you, you know, can you possibly (laughs) come up with any, you know, rational explanation of what this thing was, you know, you know, and he says, no, (laughs) nothing, what you're describing comes anywhere close to, you know, what you are describing and, and your daughter described. I think that they did ask my daughter a couple of questions and, and, um, and, and, oh, I did, I think, I don't know if I showed them uh, some drawings that we had made at that point, but, um, but uh, yes, no, they were. How how about the dog? How, How did the dog do after this? The dog lived for another 11 months, um, roughly um, 10 and a half of those months. She was like a, a playgirl, you know? <laughs> she was like a, like a teenager, very, very healthy. We had brought her to the dog because, you know, we wanted it to, to see how she was doing because she was acting like she was completely healthy. So the vet checked her up, uh, did some blood work on her, and then later on told us, I said, I don't know what happened to her, you know. Uh, did you give her any vitamins, any pills, any medications that I don't know of, that sort of thing. And so we didn't tell him, you know. We just told him, you know, she just yeah. all of a sudden. If you had told him angel dust, he probably would have done a double take. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, eventually I did tell him about a year later. This guy just looked at us like we were crazy, you know, and then quickly changed the subject, you know. But um, well, uh, uh, a quick question for Gene. Gene, have you ever heard of a spontaneous healing of a pet? Absolutely not. Okay. This this is v- very unusual. And uh, I have had people claim that uh, in the past that uh, livestock, for instance, seem to be more, more uh, perky and, and seem to be uh, have, have gotten a new lease on life after uh, what may have been some sort of landing uh, uh, amongst the herd. But the, other than that, I've never, I've never heard of this before. Uh, this is quite, quite unique in the annals of, uh, of contactee uh, experiences. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we're jumping ahead of, of our a little bit, but in our research study, we did have a very large percent of individuals that responded to our research study uh, that stated that uh, I think it was 38 percent. It was 223 people out of 591 that took the phase two study that did report a medical healing by the ETs either of themselves or of a family member. So apparently medical healing uh, by the ETs is a very large... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's different though. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, an animal being spontaneously healed like that, uh, that's that, that's what I was referring to as being very yeah. rare. There, there are quite a number of, of cases uh, in the uh, literature of people claiming to be healed. And, and I had a case in, in Colorado where a woman claimed to have been healed from uh, uh, lupus. Uh, I've just found out a case that was uh, about a week old now. Uh, this lady was uh, was healed of, of loop, not only lupus, she, she had multi-diseases, um, uh, and an ET came and healed her. So that's a fresh new case. Well, that, one uh, thing I want to ask you here, and you'll see where I'm going with this. Yes. We're assuming this is ET doing this. 
well, we've seen all these huge crafts. I've seen the huge craft. My wife has seen the huge crafts. Um, one experience in Mexico, she saw these three very tall uh, beings uh, in a white um, muxa robe uh, that floated maybe uh, 30 feet uh, from her, uh, which she saw for 15 minutes. They were like gliding, and then they turned uh, uh, uh uh, uh, turned uh, on a ridge and then they disappeared. So, um, so I mean, if you you see these uh, tall beings, eight or nine foot monks rope floating in front of you and then disappear, you're seeing all these huge crafts. Uh, that's why we made this leap that it was uh, UFO ET related. Uh, even though uh, what I saw was a plasma uh, energy being and what my wife saw was uh, more of a metallic object uh, inside our living room. How did she describe the, um, the the beings? Were they as I guess they're described in the literature like tall uh, Nordic types, or were they insectoids? Uh, no, no, these were human human looking uh, types. Um, Let's go into more of the detail of the beings that yeah. were seen. Ray Hernandez joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30% while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should too. Find out what they know. Call us and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg.
Now, this has become one of the more fascinating introductions to a Paracast interview with a guest, where we're getting all these fascinating, I guess in some ways could be frightening or startling, encounters that Ray Hernandez is attributing to E.T. Let's go on. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, clarification from the perspective of my wife and myself, they were never frightening. Looking back in retrospect, uh, they were never frightening at all. Uh, when I saw that thing inside of uh, our living room, to me, it's just pure... Uh, I was bewildered. I, I had no idea what these things were because I had no, never had an exposure to UFOs, to ETs, the paranormal. Uh, all those people that were interested in those things were kooks, you know. I might have seen a couple of ancient alien episodes late at night when I couldn't get to sleep, but uh, that's about it. And my wife, um, my wife doesn't even use the internet. Uh, uh, she was never exposed to any of these things. Um, so um, to her, they're, they're angels. I mean, there's no any which way but loose. But now she's not a hardcore Catholic like she was before. Now she's very spiritual, but she still firmly believes that they're angels. These types of experiences my, yes. com- commencing uh, to middle-aged people, that's also pretty rare. Uh, general, generally, these types of experiences happen um, early in life. To have a middle-aged couple uh, such as yourself and, and your wife to have initial experiences um, is, is pretty rare. Uh, you don't normally equate these types of experiences commencing uh, to middle-aged folks. Do you have any memory yes. at all, you and your wife, of having any other unusual encounters at any time in your life? I subsequently, I, I don't. I don't have no recollection of any encounters, any paranormal experiences, nothing out of the ordinary, nothing. Uh, my wife, on the other hand, uh, when we spoke about it, she recalls seeing uh, a craft when she was younger, uh, more like an, a very large orb. And then her mother, when I spoke with her mom, she also has on a couple of occasions seen these very large orbs because they grew up in the countryside. Her sister uh, has had her own visions. Uh, she saw this huge craft one time, uh, you know, recently, and uh, also, uh, um, yeah, uh, and some paranormal experiences. Um, so, so these are in, down in Mexico? Uh, down in Mexico. Uh, uh, what, what part? What, what part of the country? In the state of Cruz, okay, which is uh, on the central Mexico, but on the east coast, it's right on the Gulf of Mexico. So it's uh, uh, that, that's the area. And she grew up. Actually, this is an interesting <laughs> little story here. She grew up in this city called um, the City of the Shamans. They call it the La Ciudad de los Brujos, and the city is called Catemaco, uh, Mexico, and and it's a very large shamanic tradition in that region. And I remember her mom, one time when, I, when she saw me, she did a little ceremony on me where she had an egg and she put the egg all over me. She cracked it. Uh, she had this special herb and she dipped it in holy water and this whole cleansing ceremony. So her mom grew up with that shamanic tradition as well. So would I take it then that these experiences you had in recent years, that took you to the organization free? Uh, yes. Uh, well, what had happened was that, um, uh, again, this is another crazy story, Gene. <laughs> but um, you I'm could used talk to, to these already. You could talk to Mary Rodwell. You could talk to uh, Dr. Rudy Shields from Harvard. You could talk to uh, Edgar Mitchell in terms of the chronology of this of what happened. What happened was in May, um, several days after I had gone to my first ever UFO conference in um, 
to Sebring, Florida. Um, I that was the first time I ever uh, met uh, Grant Cameron, Kathleen Martin. Uh, I was totally, you know, unaware of of a lot of these individuals. And so when I got back, it was a few days later that I was in the middle of a traffic jam, and I got what I'm describing as an ET telegram. Um, what it was was basically it's um, uh, a message that came to my head. It wasn't like a voice. It was like uh, a very detailed thought uh, that gave me instructions. And then at the same time, I uh, saw a video. I was inside a wheel, a huge gigantic wheel with various spokes that were spinning around me. And inside the different spokes were all of the different contact modalities um, in terms of uh, uh, near-death experiences, in terms of channeling, in terms of uh, ETs, remote viewing, uh, hallucinogenic uh, contacts, uh, you name it. All the different ways that people are having contact work uh, inside each of the different spokes. And then what was holding it together in my head, you know, I saw it as like a quantum physics slash consciousness. And uh, and then the instructions that I got was very short. <laughs> was basically I had to tell you know humanity of the relationship between ETs, the spirit world, and quantum physics. And then it gave me two criteria. The criteria: this is not about money, and um, uh, the fo- you need you need you need help, and uh, you need to try to minimize ego. And that's it. Okay, and I was like immediately at at at, at uh, eight thirty in the morning. I called this only experiencer that I had been communicating with, and uh, in the middle of the traffic jam, and I told her what the hell was going on, and and she said that you know she has gotten those types of uh, quote unquote downloads in the past, and not to freak out. Um, and then that night when I got home, it wasn't night; it was actually in the afternoon when I got home. I got an email from Mary Rodwell, and it was responding to an email that I had sent her uh, six to seven months earlier. And she said, dear Ray, I'm sorry I'm responding to this email now that's six or seven months old, but I'm, uh, it just popped up on my screen. Okay, and she's and what it was was me trying to find someone to talk to about that uh, huge experience that I had with that uh, with that huge craft, and I sent it to like maybe ten different well-known investigators. You know, Grant Cameron, um, you know, Mary Rodwell. I think it was maybe even Kathleen. A whole bunch of other people. Whitley Strieber. Okay, and I had gotten like maybe three or four responses beforehand, and so Mary was responding to that email, that old email. So then, as she said, responded back. She says, Ray, I would love to talk to you. You know, let's go on Skype. And I didn't even know what Skype was. She was the one that taught me how to use Skype. So then on on the Skype conversation, she told me, uh, we discussed my experiences. And she said that, you know, she's never met anyone that has had contact with a such a huge craft at such a close distance for such a long time. Um, and some of the other the near-death experiences uh, uh, experiences that happened to me, uh, she never really heard uh, anything close to that um, because it wasn't just an NDE. It was a whole bunch of other stuff associated with it. And, um, and so then she then told me very briefly about Dr. Rudy Shields, who is a good friend of hers, and he's an astrophysicist at Harvard and used to work uh, with Dr. Mack. Then we agreed to continue our discussions the next day. Then at 9.30 in the morning, the very next day, I got a phone call, and it was from Dr. Rudy Shields. And I didn't even know who this person was. I totally forgot our conversation with Mary. 
And then he reintroduced himself, and then he basically went on for 90 minutes to give me a lecture of how advanced physics can explain all of the paranormal phenomenon and that the vision that I actually had was 100% correct, that all of these various uh, paranormal aspects of contact modalities uh, are related to consciousness and that scientists are not beginning to try to explain how advanced physics, uh, particularly the quantum hologram theory of physics, can begin to explain all these phenomena. And then uh, it was Rudy was the one that told me, Ray, these ETs gave you uh, a, a mission. They told you that something that you needed to do. So I encourage you to do it. And if you do decide what you want to do, I will be here to back you up. And, but it sounds to me that you need to form an organization. Um, and I will be your scientific advisor. And I said, but Rudy, I was never told what to do. I didn't even thought of an organization. He says, well, you know, you'll figure it out. And he says, as a matter of fact, jot down this telephone number. And I jotted down the telephone number. And he says, that's the telephone number of my mentor, Dr. Edgar Mitchell. And give him a call because I'm going to send him an email and I'm going to chat with Edgar because what you're telling me is extremely important. So then I, uh, uh, I worked up the courage like four hours later to give Dr. Mitchell a phone call. And then when I called him up, he immediately invited me to his house. And I spent the whole day at his house the next day. And there... Um, it was unbelievable, the conversations that we had with Edgar. And at the end of it all, he says, Ray, you need to listen to, to these ETs, what they told you. Um, and Rudy and I already discussed it. Uh, you know, we think you ought to form an organization and that we will be your first scientific advisors. And then again, I told Edgar, Edgar, I have no idea what, what I'm going to be doing. You know, what should we do? Uh, and he says, don't worry, it'll come to you. Well, okay. it's going to come right now as a brief break. We have more to come with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at webtv.net. That's MrUFO at webtv.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. It's very easy to be a criminal. All you need to burglarize a home is one simple household tool, a pair of scissors. If your home security system can be compromised by a criminal using scissors, then you're making it easy for them. Almost every home security system, even those sold by big name companies, has a weakness. The phone line. You shell out 1500 bucks, get locked into a long-term contract, and think you're safe. But a burglar can destroy your alarm in seconds with one snip. And when a burglar cuts your phone line, you're... Your defense. 
defenseless. Simply Safe Home Security is the smarter choice. Built by Harvard engineers, Simply Safe uses a wireless connection to call the cops. Scissors can't cut it, and that means your home stays safe. 24/7 professional monitoring is under $15 a month with no contract. Simply Safe Home Security keeps you safer than the other guys for half the cost. Protect your home with the alarm you can trust. Simply Safe. Go to simplysafedefense.com now for an exclusive 10% offer. That's simplysafedefense.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. As if chlorine in our water weren't bad enough, now they're adding ammonia? It's true. Some municipalities are now adding ammonia plus chlorine to your water supply. It's a disinfectant called chloramine. But with a trusted Big Berkey water filter, you can keep chloramine out of your water. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show EPA Berkey water filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria and viruses, all forms of fluoride, and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market. The gold standard in water purification. And our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get your Big Berkey today. Call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Let's just briefly remind you, listeners, we have another feature of the show called Paracast Plus, and we have a second radio show called After the Paracast, and here's how you get After the Paracast. You join the Paracast Plus, go to plus.theparacast.com, go to plus.theparacast.com. We offer the ad-free version of this radio show with a higher resolution copy, meaning the audio quality is better. We offer after the Paracast, kind of an open-ended discussion where we talk amongst ourselves, Chris and I, and sometimes we have guests. We also are offering a free copy of Chris's trend-setting book, Stalking the Tricksters, the ebook version, free if you subscribe to Paracast Plus for one year or more. One year or more. Check out plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com to learn how to subscribe, how to get after the Paracast and the free book and everything. 
Ray Hernandez is telling us how they managed to put together that organization called Free. Let's continue, Ray. Okay. Fairly quickly afterwards, we started to develop um, sort of like a mission statement and what the organization what we would be doing. And what we decided to focus on is to do a, um, a comprehensive, uh, quote-unquote, scientific research study of the ET contact phenomenon. And the reason for that was I described my, my academic background. Um, when I had my initial experiences, I went uh, to the Internet and um, – and what I found was just total confusion. Uh, you know, they're, they're devils, they're, they're angels, they're Anunnaki's, they're Nephilims, and all these so-called experts were contradicting each other. And I was like, you know, what in the world is going on? Well, I want some straight answers. You know, what, what is happening to me? And then I started to do a literature, an academic literature review of uh, the ET contact phenomenon. And what I discovered was that it was almost nothing that was written about it quantitatively. It was just uh, numerous compilations of, um, of interviews and anecdotal stories. And the very few quantitative studies that were done were basically uh, studies that uh, tested whether we were crazy or not. Um, and so uh, that's how we began to compile uh, the possible questions for our experience or research study. And now it's just exploded to this huge, gigantic uh, study. I don't know if you want me to... Well, well I have a question. Yes. Uh, are yes. you running into any flack for appearing to put all your eggs in one basket with the word extraterrestrial. Uh, to me, something like extraordinary, if you want to have the free acronym, uh, something like extraordinary encounters or extra mundane encounters or, or something that, that is a little bit less problematic in terms of creating a knee-jerk response among a, a fairly a, a large percentage of scientists and academics who are extremely uh, dismissive of anything that has extraterrestrial attached to it. Okay, let, let me address that question. In the various uh, documents that we send out, we clarify what we mean by ET. Uh, but what we mean by T is we mean um, non-human intelligent being. So we're defining as that. We're also stating that in this initial uh, phase of our research, we're focusing on UFO-related contact with uh, non-human intelligent beings. But non-human intelligent beings aren't necessarily extraterrestrial. I, I think I think the, the ET word has a lot of lot of baggage attached okay. to it. Well, and, and it is it is it is telegraphing. A foregone conclusion. Well, here's the thing. We're redefining the term ET. We're not using the common term as, as being thrown out there, okay? Um, we're using that as a very simplistic catchphrase, uh, which then we're redefining in all the documents that we send out. Uh, so basically you're saying ET for simplicity, but it may not be ET. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're doing. For simplicity's sake, so uh, we can uh, begin to to talk about this subject, but uh, we're defining it as a non-human intelligent being, you know, a conscious uh, being that's non-human. And also, as I stated earlier, our approach in our organization uh, is that all these different uh, communications, contact with these conscious non-human beings are all interrelated. And, and while the, the fields have been segmenting this, that, oh, this is a ghost. Oh, this is contact through an NDE. Right. It's all stovepiped and compartmentalized in, in a Correct. way. But uh, here's a quick question. Um, how about my labs? Uh, any sort of uh, terrestrial 
potential explanations. For instance, how close is the nearest military base to where you live? Yeah, we, we do have, uh, I think it's eight MyLab questions, and we're in the process uh, of doing secondary uh, questionnaires. Um, uh, uh, again, we, uh, to, to backtrack a little bit, um, our research study is comprised of three surveys, uh, phase one, phase two, phase three. Phase one and phase two, we have a total of 600 questions. For phase three, we're still in the process of developing those questions. And then the last step, phase four, uh, are formal interviews with major cases. Um, and um, in addition, what we're doing is we're doing sub-surveys uh, on specific categories. Right now, we have a subcommittee that's working on uh, developing a separate survey for the individuals that have had both uh, uh, near-death experiences and um, UFO-related type of ET contact experiences. Um, and we've had a very large number, and I'll go into that detail later on of what those numbers are. Uh, so we, we are doing a separate survey for that. And we're also doing a survey on my labs. Uh, uh, we've just finished speaking with uh, Melinda Leslie, who has uh, worked on mm -hmm. my labs uh, questionnaires for many years. And Careful. so, uh, um, so what, what what we're doing is we're actually uh, uh, coming up with a, then a series of subset uh, questionnaires on very specific uh, issues. Um, now, um, in terms of uh, if I could go back in terms of uh, the individuals involved with Free, can I sort of like. Uh, refocus to that uh, that area. So I was just wondering uh, quickly before you go on yeah. and do that, how how close is the nearest military installation to you? Uh, Homestead Military Base, basically maybe uh, fifteen miles away, twenty miles okay. away. Okay, uh, continue. Okay, yeah. The, um, the as I said before, uh, let me go over the board of directors. Um, as I stated earlier, Dr. Rudy Shields, who's this emeritus professor of astrophysics at Harvard, is the uh, executive director, and then our board is comprised of Dr. Edgar Mitchell, uh, Dr. John Klimo, uh, which I'm sure uh, both of you know who he is. Um, uh, is that an assumption, or do you know of Dr. Klimo? The name rings a bell, but to refresh our listeners. Uh... Okay. Dr. Klimo uh, is just a, is a recently retired professor of over 40 years as a tenured professor in the fields of transpersonal psychology and parapsychology. Uh, his most famous book is a book titled Channeling which has been translated to 18 languages. And he's new, written numerous academic articles on uh, near-death experiences, on, on channeling, on ghosts, uh, spirits, uh, on death, the death experience. So, And he's also taught research methodology uh, for most of his 40 years uh, as, as a professor and has chaired over 250 PhD dissertations. We are now uh, going over the makeup of the organization Free with Ray Hernandez. And Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN.
We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Now, a twice as nice Twin Kit special offer from Complete H2O Minerals for all GCN listeners. Get a Complete H2O Minerals Twin Kit with 33 different minerals, vitamins, and amino acids all in a liquid form. Enough for two people for one month. Regular price $89.95, but now Complete H2O Minerals is offering the Twin Kit for $69.95. And all GCN listeners receive a bonus 16-ounce bottle of Ionic Silver absolutely free with free shipping. A $120 total value. Hurry, limited time offer. Call 803-794-4767 or click CompleteH2OMinerals.com. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. It's time to build your own emergency food stockpile with the industry leader, My Patriot Supply. Once you try them, you'll know why so many Americans like you have made them part of their emergency preparedness plan. Experience the My Patriot Supply difference today with this unbelievable offer. Right now, a four-week food supply is only $99, and that includes free shipping. That's 50% off the online price. Call 800-274-3070 to claim yours. Limit two per caller while supplies last. This offer isn't available online, so you want to make sure and grab this opportunity to get prepared today. 800-274-3070 to get your four-week food supply for the incredible price of only $99, and it'll be shipped to you completely free. Call 800-274-3070 right now. That's 800-274-3070 to claim yours while supplies last. Don't wait. Call today. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light Systems 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Let's move quickly through this, okay, Ray? We want to get yes. into the work that you're doing okay. and answer some questions from listeners. Ray okay. Hernandez joining Gene and Chris on the Paracast. Let me just go over very quickly the other individuals. The other one is Dr. Leo Sprinkle, who's the first uh, academic. Uh, he's 85 years old. He's the first ac- academic that published uh, academic uh, articles on the experiencer phenomenon. We have Bob, uh, Dr. Bob Davis, who is a neuroscientist and has written a book on, on UFOs. It's titled UFOs, Should We Believe? Uh, he's also a retired professor. Uh, we have Dr. Michael Melton, who is a PhD psychologist who has worked with experiencers uh, for uh, close to 10 years, and he's a member of MUFON's uh, uh, Experiencer uh, Research Team. The non-academics in our group are uh, Mary Rodwell, uh, Kathleen Martin, uh, Giorgio Piacenza from Peru, and Rosemary Ellen Guiley. That, that is the makeup of our uh, board of directors. Yeah, I'd say pretty august company there. Correct, correct. And it's quite diversified, uh, their backgrounds and experiences and their approaches to this phenomenon. And, and Leo's um, a, a true pioneer, this, one of the sweetest guys you, you'll ever want to meet. And I, it's really uh, gratifying. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually um, I'm getting warm and fuzzy thinking that, that Leo, <laughs> at his advanced age, is still uh, being active in the field. I mean, he's, he was uh, going in the uh, you know, early to mid-60s, uh, I think, is when he got his start in the field. Well, had, uh, he was on a telephone call last night uh, with various of these academics and, and our researchers, and we were going over some methodological issues with our research study. So Leo is still, you know, 100 uh, percent working with us, guiding us, giving us uh, exceptional feedback, supportive of what we're doing. And he's one of the, the foundations of, of what we're doing. Um, should I go over now in terms of the study, to go over a little bit more in terms of the, the actual research study? Certainly. I think a breakdown of uh, parts one, two, and, and you've already mentioned that part three, I think, is uh, actual face-to-face interviews. 600 questions, that's pretty, uh, pretty comprehensive. Correct. That's just phase one and phase two. Phase three, we're developing the questions now for phase three. And phase three will also contain some type of psychological profile study. Because what we're doing is uh, we're trying to... we're trying to publish this in, in, um, in an academic uh, research journal, and we're going to have peer-reviewed uh, critiques of it. Uh, so we're going to be attacked uh, left and right with what we're doing. So yesterday's meeting was, uh, okay, let's go over all – we've been meeting, chatting uh, for about two weeks internally through emails, going over all the possible ways that we're going to be attacked. And so yesterday's meeting was to try to reach a consensus of what needs to be done to address those uh, possible uh, – uh, critiques of, of our study. The best and, defense is a good offense. <laughs> yeah, correct. That, that's what we were doing yesterday. Um, and so um, I, I apologize, Chris, what was your question again? 
I just, uh, you know, I was saying to continue uh, uh, explaining okay. uh, to our listeners what, how part one and part two are different okay. Okay, and, and what sort of uh, methodology you're, you're using. Okay. Yeah. Part three um, is uh, we're going to be in incorporating a, um, a, psych a psychological profile battery uh, to try to eliminate the hardcore individuals that have mental illnesses. Now, the problem that we're facing in this area is um, – goodness, the vast majority of people uh, in our board are experiencers. <laughs> and if we were to take some of those tests, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, mental illness, uh, uh, batteries of tests, uh, we might come out that we've got some form of mental illness because uh, all of a sudden you're communicating with a non-physical being, you're having telepathic communication, um, <laughs> you know, you're it going It kind of sounds like the inmates running the asylum there. <laughs> exactly. You're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're being brought forth to a matrix type of reality where you're having conscious and interactions with a sentient being, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a very difficult task to try to address that concern that we know we're all going to be having, but yet not throwing out the baby with the bathwater, okay? On top of addressing these types of uh, psychological issues in phase three, we're also going to be addressing a whole series of questions that were not asked in uh, phase one and phase two. And then the last phase, phase four, are one-on-one -on -one interviews. And um, so also uh, to reiterate again, we have this study going on in several languages. Uh, we have uh, uh, the study going on in English, in Spanish, which is we launched only about 45 days ago, and in French, which has launched it on, on the first um, uh, yesterday, actually. We launched it. We already have one response in French. This survey, uh, the Facebook survey, is being translated right now as we speak into Portuguese, Mandarin, uh, German, and Italian. And we've, uh, we're looking for other translators as well. So maybe I could right now tell people uh, um, uh, the best way to check up what we're doing and to get a hold of us is to go to um, a, a transitory website that we have uh, is experiencer.org. That's E X P E. R-I-E-N-C-E-R dot O-R-G. And there uh, we would have a link to the survey if you want to take the survey, if you're an experiencer. It has a link uh, to uh, uh, our email if you want to send us an email um, and other types of links. Also a link to donate uh, to our organization. So um, now that we've given this background to show that indeed it is a multilingual uh, study, uh, just in English, we've gotten responses from uh, the UK, Canada, Australia, the US, New Zealand, and like half of the countries in Europe have uh, English speakers that, that uh, responded to our survey. So it really is, it's, uh, it's going to be a national, uh, international uh, survey and multilingual as well. Um, so let me go into some of the specifics now of, um, of our survey. Sure, go right ahead. Okay, thank you. Uh, for phase one, as of July 1st, uh, we've had 1,233 individuals that have taken our phase one survey. Uh, I checked this morning. Now we have uh, seven more individuals. We have uh, 1,240 uh, responses. But let me go over some of this initial data that we've got from phase one. Uh, we have had 70% of the individuals that took our survey have actually seen a UFO. Um, most of these people, 65% of those individuals that have seen a UFO have had witnesses. Uh, out of those uh, individuals that have had um, – that answered our, our survey, 57% uh, have had telepathic communications. 
Uh, out of those, forty-four uh, percent um, uh, have had uh, information on uh, on either advanced physics or advanced science that they have no knowledge of of how they acquired that information. Uh, so it's forty-four percent, very large number. Uh, also, uh, nine hundred eighty-nine individuals, or eighty percent. Uh, of those that responded to the phase one survey have had an out-of-body experience, okay? Um, roughly half, 48%, have physically seen an, an ET, okay? Uh, and there's other modalities of ET contact experiences as, as well, but this is just physically seeing an ET, you know, uh, close by. That's 48%. Uh, roughly uh, 73%. Of those that actually saw an ET, 416 individuals um, have interacted with the ET. Okay, um, then some descriptions of these experiences. Okay, again, I'll be very brief. We asked them to describe their experiences. Again, these are not very good terminology, but with a fixed choice survey, it's it's very difficult to um, to undertake this. With with our interviews, we'll able to get more clarification. But we asked them to describe their ET experience as either positive. Negative, both negative and positive, and neutral. So let me start off with the lowest number, okay? Uh, 5% stated that it was a negative experience or experiences. 12% stated that it was neutral. 17% it was both positive and negative. But overwhelmingly, the largest number, 66%, said that these ET contact experiences have been positive, now that's interesting because yeah, when I you hope you didn't. Read, I want to ask you more about that because I would think negative on the surface because so many of these UFO abduction experiences we hear about are pretty pretty frightening encounters. We got more to talk about with Ray Hernandez, obviously about the survey with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TechNightOwl for a special discount. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. 
in these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. Hi, Coast to Coast listeners. I'm Kay Swirling from KSCO Radio in Santa Cruz. I'm 93 years old, and I'm a big fan of George Norrie because his topics and guests are fascinating and really get you thinking. George is just as bothered as I am by all the advertising you hear for toxic prescription drugs that make you sicker, not healthy. I prefer to give my body all 90 essential nutrients it needs for life to prevent disease, not compound it. My favorite complete supplement is Beyond Tangy Tangerine from Longevity, which I take every day along with EFA Plus and Beyond Osteo FX, which together are called the Healthy Start Pack. I recommend you go online to criticalhealthnews.com to purchase these products. That's criticalhealthnews.com or call 855-949-RADIO. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hey neighbor, what are you doing digging? You had a heart attack last year. Oh, I know. I was told no more hard labor. Then why are you digging? Well, I've been taking Extendovite. It's been approved to help my heart. Extendovite? Is that a new drug? No, not a drug. It's uh, more like an herbal combination made from garlic and cayenne. Herbal? How can that help? Well, actually, we've taken herbs for thousands of years, and Extendivite is doing the job for me. Does your doctor know about Extendivite? Yeah, my doctor knows, and he said it seems to be working for you, so don't stop taking it. I feel great taking Extendivite. I don't want to stop. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Overnight. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, we're talking about Freeze Survey, about people who've had unusual experiences. And I want to ask you again, Ray Hernandez, this is basically a random poll. It's available and anyone who has an experience just signs up and fills out the questions correct correct uh then um we're then going to be continue to scrutinize these same people that took the phase one the phase two uh the ultimate scrutiny is the one-on-one interview uh these are going to be extensive one-on-one interviews not done in one day these are going to be done over a series of days more or less to the point where you can then write like a whole whole huge chapter on these individuals if one wanted to so uh it's going to be immense scrutiny of these individuals we're going to be doing a psychological profile test to try to uh, weed out uh individuals with Severe, severe mental illnesses. Uh, but at this point, these are individuals, uh, first of all, where we uh, presented this information to. 
we had established a mailing list of approximately, I think it was almost 2,000 individuals that we had compiled from uh, uh, from Kathleen Martin, from Mary Rodd, uh, from Barbara Lamb, Leo Sprinkle, um, numerous of uh, investigators uh, in the field associated with MUFON. We also sent it out to all of the MUFON directors, assistant directors, state directors, assistant state directors, and field investigators for MUFON. We also had sent it out to over 300 Facebook uh, groups uh, that uh, dealt with either ufology, with ETs, uh, with uh, with ghosts and spirits, the paranormal, uh, you name it. Um, yeah, we'd like one here at the Paracast. Yes, um, we, we sent out um, uh, those invitations uh, uh, of describing what our study was all about, the details of our study that's being coordinated by all these uh, academics, and where is the link to take uh, the survey. So th- that is um, uh, sort of like a brief background of how this thing was disseminated, which was you know, disseminated to a huge number of uh, potential uh, individuals that might have had ET contact. Well, we would uh, definitely love to have a link uh, to that survey uh, here at the Paracast uh, to help out. Quick question. Are you familiar with uh, Dr. Tyler Cokejohn and Dr. Ellen Tarr and Dr. Kimball Cooper's Project CORE? It's a similar type of effort with an extensive survey uh, that's given experiencers uh, from all levels of uh, extra mundane experiences, not only UFO-related uh, are you familiar with that? Uh, you yes, guys should yes. be talking. Yes, I'm familiar with that. Your, yours sounds a lot more um, extensive and a lot more. Uh, yes. there's, there's a lot more detail in there. For instance, yeah. do you, do you ask for blood type? Yes. Do you uh, determine uh, ethnicity, uh, ancestry? Yes. yes. Have you come up with any sort of correlation between Native American and Irish uh, hybrids? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about uh, ancestry, but we haven't gotten into digging that particular data yeah. up yet. Because that but, seems um, to come out. Uh, I'd be interested well, to see the results. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I mean, our studies and their studies is completely different. I mean, we have a huge number. We have multi-phases. Uh, uh, plus, we're doing formal interviews at the end of it. And also, the, our questions is focused uh, on a diversity of, of areas. There's, I think they only ask maybe less than 50 questions, right. if, I, if I stand corrected. Um, our questioning already, we have 600 questions. Right. And, yeah, it's and, a lot more extensive. Yeah. And plus, our, our uh, phase three is going to be uh, close to another phase. 400 questions. And then in the open-ended interviews, uh, we're going to be asking them to clarify each and every one uh, of their responses. You know, so for example, if they say it was, um, you know, positive, like in the 66% category, you know, why was it positive? If it was the 4%, uh, excuse me, the 5% category uh, that said it was uh, negative, you know, why was it negative? Give me the details, you know. Let me ask you a fast question that occurs to me as we listen to this. What do you have in your survey, if anything, to guard against hoaxers, people who are just filling out surveys and saying nonsense things? Okay. No, that question is, is uh, asked uh, a lot. One is, in order for you to f- uh, completely go through this whole uh, process, this scrutinized process, you're going to be working on this for at least, uh, at least in terms of the surveys, maybe six, six hours minimum just doing the surveys. On top of that, you're going to have multi-days of being interviewed 
And so my point is for someone to, to be a hoaxer, it must be someone who's really desperate <laughs> to give up so many hours of their time and so many days then with the formal interview uh, to, um, uh, to go through this hoaxing process. Plus, in our questions, we put a couple of trick questions in there to deal with hoaxers. Secondly, the people that are going to be interviewing these individuals, these are going to be individuals that work with experiencers for many, many, many years um, uh, that have seen you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the abduction. The not abductions, uh, and they're going to be scrutinizing you. So um, if if you are there, better be someone who's a very good hoaxer. You know, if you've got Mary Rodwell, Kathleen Martin, or Dr. Leo Sprinkle scrutinizing you, you know, over a several day period asking you questions, believe me, if uh, uh, if you are a hoaxer, there's going to be a good chance that we're going to get you. Well, that's a good warning, or maybe it's just an invitation. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's it's it's. It, with all of these types of, of, of statistical studies, there's always a certain sample that you're going to be getting people who are just filling out these questionnaires just uh, to mess with you, you know. Like, for example, are you going to vote Republican or Democrat, you know. Someone, you know, writes up a little phony answer, you know. Uh, so always in these types of statistical studies, you're going to get a certain percent of, uh, of these types of responses. There's also a lot of delusional people that may not be uh – you know, I, I think textbook mentally ill, but they may have uh, a very active imagination as well. Correct. We're going to have a, um, a subset uh, questionnaire for that category of individuals. So that's being addressed. That was the purpose of yesterday's meeting, which is going to be the first of a series of uh, meetings uh, just on that particular uh, aspect of it. As a matter of fact, we've got uh, Dr. John Klimo, Dr. Sprinkle, and uh, Dr. Bob Davis that are going to be coming back in a month and a half with a whole series of various uh, battery tests that can be performed to address that issue. And then we're going to be narrowing down to, okay, let's, let's focus on this particular test. This is what we can administer. So that question is uh, being hammered down as we speak. Yeah, I, I really can't comment until um, obviously I've had a chance to, uh, you know, uh, look at the uh, at the uh, very extensive uh, questionnaire. Uh, but I would also uh, w kind of caution against having too many Leo Sprinkle and Barbara Lamb types who tend to attract cases of benevolent Space Brothers, and try to include more um, of the negative. Uh, <laughs> side of the equation with the David Jacobs and, um, and, and people that are carrying on the work of Bud Hopkins who, who tend to attract cases, uh, more cases of a negative type and try to be as balanced with it as possible. I mean, Leo and Barbara, I just love them to pieces. Um, I've you know, gotten to know them fairly well over the years. Uh, Leo was very instrumental in, early on in my investigative process, but they do have a, a slant to their um, to their cases, they they tend to attract uh, more positive, sort of benevolent space brother type cases, as opposed to they like I said, a David Jacobs or uh, well, the late Bud well, Hopkins. Let, let me let me address that. We have Kathleen Martin, who for many many years uh, was the director and still is the director of what was previously titled uh, MUFON's Alien Abduction uh, Research Team, and in that team uh, they have many individuals that that see the full spectrum uh, of positive and negative, including Denise Stoner who's also a member of our research team. Uh, we also have Mary Ellen Guiley, who has uh, written numerous books, as you know, on uh, you know demonic, demonic or negative aspects of this phenomenon. True, so, yeah. So we, we do balance hey, Ro it Ro out. Ro can, uh, can yeah. drift to either end of the equation. Yeah, I, I yeah. know Rosemary very, very well. 
Yeah. So this is not just a, a love and light group that we've got here. This is a group of uh, of mostly scientists with hardcore researchers in this field that have seen everything. You know, the positive and the negative. Yeah, side. and that's that's a real plus. Believe me, I uh, yeah. I, I applaud that uh, the ability to attract the quality yeah. of talent. Believe me. And also, I've sent numerous emails to um, to Eva Logren. We've uh, asked her to come on board. Uh, I've sent numerous emails to David Jacobs uh, as well uh, to 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 help us and and, and work with us. Um, this person, James Brantley, who has had uh, published a lot of uh, negative experiences, we've had communications with him as well. So, as I said before, this is not a love and life uh, love and light uh, group here. Well, that's this good. A, we just want to yeah. Want to make sure you're covering all your bases. Yeah. Uh, just a quick question: Has has Jacobs uh, acknowledged the uh, communication, and has he responded at, at all? No, or? no. Certainly, it's good that you're trying to strike a balance here, Very and good. also it's a looking at people's attitudes. That merely having an experience of this nature may be thought of as being positive puts you in a special place, because once again, with UFO abductions, so much of it seems to me, at least to be extremely negative. And we can go into that in our next segment. We've got a lot more to cover. With Gene and Chris, our guest is Ray Hernandez. You're in The Paracast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you love. Welcome back to the Paracast, 
the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, we have Ray Hernandez, who's associated with an organization that is involved in experiencer research, okay, called FREE. But FREE being not, of course, this is FREE, but it's an organization that stands for Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters. I think, though, when you look at the name of the organization, I'm going to be a nitpicker here. That's kind of prejudging a result here. As you say, you're focusing on a lot more than presumed ET contact. But don't you think that maybe the name itself ought to be possibly altered to reflect that? Well, we could have the Foundation for Research into Non-Interactions uh, with no, non No, no, no. Keep, keep, keep it free and just <laughs> use Extraordinary. Well, we have the name free, but uh, what we're doing, in, uh, we are redefining what ET is. That's the approach that we're taking. Because for a lot of people, you know, it's very difficult for them to conceive of this whole arena of all this contact experiences being interrelated. So what uh, we're seeing this as a long-term whole. All these terminologies have been defined for us. What we're yeah, going to be I doing... Think, I think, you know, getting down to the bare basic, uh, you know, rudimentary elements of a project... I think it's really crucial to come up with a name that doesn't appear to uh, be prejudiced or, or as, as Gene would say, pre presuppose or prejudge uh, the, the, the results of the study. The ET, as I said before, the ET term, extraterrestrial, has a tremendous a lot of, a load of baggage. And the media has been pounding us over the head with a lot of disinformation relating to this subject. And you're playing into that whole paradigm by using that term. I, I just, you know, I can't, <laughs> I know Edgar is uh, really attached to it. And I, I know a lot of people are. But then a growing number of people are attempting to be um, more pragmatic about the whole thing and, and come up with, with terms that aren't so knee-jerk. And um, it's just, you know, it's a suggestion on our part, but you're obviously you're going to do what you, you feel you need to do. But uh, I think just by using the word extraterrestrial, you're going to skew your results by, by attracting the type of survey takers that will skew the results towards the extraterrestrial hypothesis because you're couching it in those okay. in, in that languaging. Okay, I respectfully disagree, and the reason is because you don't fully understand how we're determining this. In the introductory document that we're circulating to everyone, we are defining what ET means. So we state ET and then we're focusing on UFO-related contact with non-human intelligent beings. And then what we would hurt then to change the word extraterrestrial to extraordinary? Well, I'm just being a nitpicker uh, here. I'll, I'll bring that up to the full group. Well, it, it makes more yeah. sense because you're, what you're doing is when you're going into a haunted, haunted site and you have an experience with a disembodied uh, being, that doesn't fall under the purview of something extraterrestrial. I mean, okay. to me, it's 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 closed system. We're we're dealing with something that is, you know, more than likely stuck in a place. Rosemary, I'm sure, will have uh, all sorts of input when it comes to the subject of the gin, which tend to be, uh, you know, fairly location specific uh, here on the, on this planet. Uh, some of them are, are very ancient, according to the traditional lore. You know, I th I think it's uh, again, you're you're opening okay. yourself up, number one, for academic and scientific uh, dismissal. By using that term, if you come up with something a little bit more 
um, I don't want to say this, but a little bit more accurate, uh, I think you're going to, number one, you're going to uh, uh, not poison the waters in terms okay. of academia let, and, let, and let, the science. Let me, let me address this one because I think there's a, a confusion here. This study that we're doing is not on any t uh, studying any type of anomalous contact experiences. That's not our focus. Our focus is not either look at the jinn or ghosts or spirits. No. Okay. The focus of this study is to focus on UFO-related contact experiences. The individuals that have seen a UFO or have seen a non-human intelligent being that's been associated in the past with UFO contact. Yeah. Still, though, when you label them extraterrestrial, and maybe you believe that, maybe a lot of the people associated with the organization feel the extraterrestrial solution is the right one. I respect that. But if you're going to prejudge a conclusion, which is what that title does, I, I, I think it's going to also Gene, prejudge the kind of people you attract to get these questionnaires. Okay. Gene, what do you mean by extraterrestrial? What's your definition of it? I think the common definition of extraterrestrial is from a planet outside of our own. Okay. We clearly uh, stated in all of our documents that almost uh, all of the members of our advisory board, uh, excuse me, board of directors, have a, a hypothesis that they're not, uh, quote-unquote, from a physical planet or a physical galaxy, that they are multidimensional. Well, why, why, why adopt, adopt all the baggage around the term? I, I, I don't understand. Well, well, I know you're but, trying to redefine the term, but yeah. that's like the little boy with this, his finger in the dike. I mean, that's like trying to, to, to stand there with a, with a, a two-by-four, break Hoover Dam, and keep Lake Mead from draining down into the Gulf of California. It oh. just, to me, it, it doesn't, uh, there's oh. something wrong with that approach. Okay. Well, now that you understand that our approach is that it, indeed it is multidimensional, secondly, you understand that our approach is UFO-related, not just any type of anomalous paranormal contact. So we have a clear focus of demarcation. In well, terms wait a minute. Of the, your the, experience that you described to us in your living room, I would not describe that as a UFO experience. It was a flying object that was hovering in your room. But you, you understand my point here. There I, are I a will, lot of experiences I, that will fall through the cracks if you, if I, you put blinders on too, too tightly. I, I will raise that terminology issue and I'll bring it forth to uh, the board members for discussion. It's just that that term does have a lot of baggage to it. Both Gene and I have been involved in this in this whole uh, realm of investigation and research for decades. And, uh, you know, uh, trust us when, when we say that if you're going to be doing a study that has the word extraterrestrial in it, you know, I would really look uh, at the results uh, with a grain of salt because you're attracting, you're attracting the kind of true believers that are really have been programmed by the culture and by all the baggage surrounding that term have been programmed to believe that what they're experiencing is something off planet. They automatically assume that, and I, I understand with the, the thousand question three part, you know, survey and 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 face to face. Uh, meetings with with you know academic professionals and scientists, you're going to be able to determine you know a, a lot of things. However, you can save yourself a lot of grief and time by just not buying into that particular baggage laden term. I, it's you know okay. we don't want to you know we, we've spent too long you know beating this this particular horse to death here. But message understood. We'll we'll continue onwards. Uh, 
you know, we do have a, a, a few questions here. Um, you uh, listeners can I, can out I, can there, if you can like. Can I clarify one thing, Christopher? Sure, go ahead. Uh, one thing that you mentioned, and again, people that have been in the field uh, researching this, people uh, that are members of our group, um, that have been working with uh, thousands of experiencers over the years, um, they uh, understand that the abduction phenomenon is a small component of the UFO-related e uh, contact phenomenon. Um, and our study uh, demonstrates that the individuals that have self-reported that they have been abducted uh, have only been 30% of the individuals that have had contact have UFO-related contact. So that's... Uh, uh, right, and I, I, I personally fall into that other group that had a neutral encounter that uh, did not feature any of your classic abduction-type scenarios. Correct, just, yeah. Just to kind of alert you uh, on, in, in terms of my own personal history. Yeah, but but when you hear you know what's on the internet, what's being circulated all around, uh, there's uh, there's numerous assumptions out there that this contact phenomenon, UFO related contact phenomenon, is primarily an abduction phenomenon, and so we get uh, the contrary from the actual researchers out on this field that have been working for many many years with experiencers, and the actual data now corroborates that uh, that hypothesis. We'll get into much more of this. We have more questions from our listeners coming up. We're talking to Ray Hernandez with an organization called Free. And we're telling him what we think about the name, but then we never stop from asking or making provocative comments. <laughs> with Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. <laughs> Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out a2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. It's very easy to be a criminal. All you need to burglarize a home is one simple household tool, a pair of scissors. If your home security system can be compromised by a criminal using scissors, then you're making it easy for them. Almost every home security system, even those sold by big name companies, has a weakness. The phone line. You shell out 1500 bucks, get locked into a long-term contract, and think you're safe. But a burglar can destroy your alarm in seconds with one snip. And when a burglar cuts your phone line, you you're defenseless. Simply Safe Home Security is the smarter choice. Built by Harvard engineers, Simply Safe uses a wireless connection to call the cops. Scissors can't cut it, and that means your home stays safe. 24/7 professional monitoring is under $15 a month with no contract. Simply Safe Home Security keeps you safer than the other guys for half the cost. Protect your home with the alarm you can trust. Simply Safe. Go to simplysafedefense.com now for an exclusive 10% offer. That's simplysafedefense.com. 
For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products, most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Extend your life with Why do over 50% of North Americans suffer from some form of chronic ailment? Could it be due to a toxic overload? It's time to take back your life. Get the lead out as well as the cadmium, mercury, and calcium. Extendivite is a garlic cayenne supplement with five other herbs that acts like a natural Drano, cleaning out the stored toxins, restoring your energy and youthfulness that we've lost. If you would like to live your life free of sickness, pain, or fear, then Extendivite is for you. Available in either capsules or liquid, you too can see why Extendivite is the number one heart drop available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have a second radio show, neighbors, called After the Paracast. After the Paracast is sometimes a wrap-up show, sometimes a separate show. Sometimes we're not sure where it's going to go because it's open-ended without breaks. And you can get it by joining the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. So we're offering, after the Paracast, we also give you this radio show without the network ads, higher quality audio, so you hear everybody better, especially Chris and Ray and the other guests. Me, well, it doesn't matter. We also give away a free copy of Chris O'Brien's Stalking the Tricksters, the ebook version for a limited time only if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus for one year or five years. That doesn't cost a lot of money. Just think, you could buy one coffee at Starbucks a month and pay more than the monthly fee for Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. We're talking to Ray Hernandez about an organization called Free about their questionnaire, about their work, about the expansion of their study from pure UFOs to other experiences. Now, I want to ask you maybe a core question that kind of moves us away from it. As you know, we do this show heavily dependent on Microsoft's Skype. And I don't know whether it's a new version or what. But during this show, during crucial points, Chris has been cut off three times. Maybe it's ET doing it for us. I don't know. 
We have Ray Hernandez with Free. We're talking about their surveys of experiences to find out what happened to them, the fact that they've expanded the focus from so-called abductions or UFO contacts to encompass a wide range of studies. Let me ask you a fast personal question, Ray. Do you at all feel that all these different encounters, which are normally placed in separate categories, may have a single cause? Yes. Yes. Uh, All of our board members uh, have that hypothesis. And it starts with um, the advanced physics uh, of the um, quantum hologram theory of physics uh, developed by Dr. Edgar Mitchell more than 30 years ago and, and Dr. Rudy Shields, and also supported by a group of five other physicists associated with FREE. They're all adherents to the quantum hologram theory of physics, and um, which be, can begin to explain how all of these contact modalities are all interrelated and that they are all multidimensional. Well, you know, you're you're mixing uh, you're mixing, uh, I think, theories here. Uh, first of all, the holographic universe theory, at least in my estimation, for a, a layperson, was best laid out by Mal- Michael Talbot in his book, The Holographic Universe. But uh, you know, you're, you're also kind of bringing in the multi worlds or the multiple worlds um, uh, scenario or multiple dimensional type theory on this. Obviously, I'm not a physicist, so I can't go into the mathematics and the, uh, the nuts and bolts of how these theories have been uh, arrived at and how potentially valid they are. But to throw out just a, a generic term like quantum hologram or quant- quantum holographic, I think for a lot of our listeners, um, they're going to be rolling their eyes going, well, that sounds like a lot of pseudoscience and in pop culture cut to the chase sort of cliff note versions of something highly complex that really doesn't have a a body of, uh, of literature to support how that particular theory could explain the bewildering types of encounters uh, that people have had, including yourself and including me. You know, it, it sounds great in theory, but, you know, wh- where the rubber meets the road uh, is a lot of uh, theoretical physics and, and a lot of mathematics. And and it doesn't really, at this point, in my limited understanding of the field, it doesn't really uh, come close to giving any sort of rational uh, connecting points to explain uh, all these types of bewildering encounters. Uh, y- you know, you, you're saying Edgar Mitchell came up with the quantum holographic theory? Uh, I Let me clarify some of these points here. First of all, I can send you a couple of papers written by our physicists, uh, one by Dr. several by Dr. Edgar Mitchell, several by Dr. Rudy Shields. Uh, one is uh, Sir Roger Penrose, who continued the work of, uh, of uh, Dr. David Bohm, who is uh, one of the prime uh, physicists that the Michael Talbot's book uh, was based on. Um, right, and we'd and, love to have those links because our listeners will just gobble this stuff up. I, I, I'm telling you right now, that's yeah. really important for you to uh, to go ahead and, and shoot that information off to us so we can share it with our with our listeners around the world and uh, and come up with with uh, you know hopefully you're going to be uh, interested in possibly interacting with some of our listeners. We have uh, some people on on our forums <laughs> that are way smarter than me, and uh, I'd love yeah. to uh, be able to to have. You know them be a, a wonderful asset for your team, um, and 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 they could supply all sorts of of creative thinking and ask really really well qualified questions. 
Okay. Uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell uh, worked very closely with various physicists in the uh, uh, early, uh, uh, starting in the early 70s. And uh, he worked very closely with Dr. Walter Schemp, who's a, a physicist and a mathematician out of Germany, who was one of the early pioneers on the MRI technology. And it was based off uh, his uh, physics work and mathematics work on how the hologram, the holographic principles, physics principles that he and Edgar Walter Schemp and about five or six other physicists that were a member of this group called the Quantrack Group. Uh, you can look it up uh, under uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell and Quantrack. And they uh, were working on this uh, uh, quantum hologram theory of physics, which uh, can explain our multidimensional reality. And then Edgar, Rudy, and several other physicists then began a series of, uh, of articles that they've published on this principle. Again, Edgar repeats and Rudy repeats numerous times that these are just hypotheses. It's, right, just, like, it's just like string theory. Just for your own uh, information, it's definitely the, the direction that I've been leaning for years now. And I think a lot of our listeners realize that this is infinitely more complicated than a simple knee-jerk extraterrestrial explanation. That's why we've been sort of making an issue out of the word in, in your actual no. uh, group's name. Uh, yeah, well, again, you're, you're not privy to all the definitional aspects of, of the terminology that we're using because we all never have met- to do is turn the TV on to know what, what the, the, okay, the I, 99% of the population out there <laughs> okay, has that I, jerk I, thing. And I don't want to go I, over this, this territory yeah, again with you I, because I, you've made your case uh, well. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but basically that's... Yeah, our, I, well, our, the horse is, our horse is already buried as I'm far telling, as I'm concerned. I'm, but I'm how about audience. if we go to a couple of questions? Yeah. I, I do, uh, sure. you know, I, I mentioned we have some pretty bright people uh, on our forums at forum.theparacast.com where our listeners are able to ask very good uh, questions uh, for the for the better part and the most part of our guests here at the, at the Paracast. This one comes from... Uh, you know, he would have to fall up in the top three of our posters in terms of my uh, personal poll of favorite posters. Burn State, he's been a longtime poster since right around the time you had your first uh, experience in 2012. And his his first question is, uh, we've kind of covered this a little bit. I'm going to ask it anyway. How do we account for the many different kinds of contact from so many different entities over the course of contactee history? Why are there so many different conflicting messages from such a variety of entities and identities? Why are they not sending their messages in a more overt and obvious manner, like posting their ideas up on Twitter in a constant barrage of verifiable science, instead of relying on random telepathic exchanges, and I would add trickery, tricksterism? We'll get to Ray's answer in our next segment with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Have you ever wondered if you could make electric, light, or heat in your home for free? How about a motor that charges batteries at the same time? What if this also restores useless batteries and saves you lots of money? Come to our Renaissance Charge Conference Workshop on August 15th and 16th in Fort Lauderdale. Visit r-charge.com. That's r-charge.com for details. Or call 208-304-2954. 
208-304-2954. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. Honey, it's time for dinner. What are you doing over there on your computer? I'm shopping for a new wallet. Mine is falling apart. Hey, did you know there's a company called ID Stronghold that makes shielded wallets to prevent electronic pickpocketing? Oh, I didn't realize there was such a thing as electronic pickpocketing. What is that? Well, apparently, many of the new credit and debit cards being issued have radio chips inside them called RFID to transmit our banking information to card readers when we pay. Unfortunately, a bad guy can also get one of these readers and go around the city scanning people, collecting their credit card numbers and personal information without us knowing it. Wow, that sounds scary. Since you're getting a new wallet anyway, you should definitely get an ID Stronghold shielded wallet. Are they more expensive? No. In fact, I can get a shielded leather wallet from IDStronghold.com for the same price or less than regular unshielded wallets from other stores. Sounds great. My wallet isn't falling apart yet, but let me pick one out, too. I want to be protected, and these wallets at IDStronghold.com look fantastic. Hi, John Huebner from Midas Resources. Are you tired of watching your hard-earned assets dwindle away? As government spending is out of hand and the Federal Reserve is creating in excess of $20 billion a week, are you tired of stockbrokers gambling away your hard-earned money? Is this market a setup for a crash greater than 1987? Too many of today's policies resemble those that led to the collapse of 1929. This is John Huebner, and that was me in 2007. And we all know what happened when the subprime credit bubble burst. By March 2009, the dollar lost 50% of its value. The entire U.S. banking system was on the verge of collapsing. Like all financial problems of the past, is history about to repeat itself? Call me, John Huebner, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 129, before it's too late to protect yourself. Will the oncoming catastrophe take all private IRAs, 401ks with it? There is a way to protect your hard-earned assets. Call me, John Huebner, at 1-800-686-2237. 2237 extension 129. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com paranormaldate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. One of Bernstein's 
very, very smart questions. Asked of Ray Hernandez, what's your response? Well, if I could answer that question, then I'd be God consciousness uh, itself <laughs> or an ET. There are a million questions that we could ask, uh, very similar to those questions, which no one knows. And anyone that pretends to n- to know the response to that question, I think, is just uh, mistaken. Well, so, well how uh, about if I, if I kind of narrow it down? Yeah. Why do we have, you know, your, your personal opinion? I mean, you're an experiencer uh, of some... Pretty interesting, almost standalone experiences. Uh, your your descriptions of your encounters have been uh, uh, are not your, your your normal sort of stock and trade sort of experiences. Um, why do you think there's so much trickery and uh, this weird, almost um, non sequitur or nonsensical element to a lot of these uh, uh, contactee accounts, and and in in some cases abductee accounts, there always seems to be some sort of element that just makes you scratch your head and go, "Huh, what's up with that?" Do you think that that's some sort of Pavlovian sort of uh, you know throw in uh, the odd, uh, just totally out out of the blue left field type element that you know Skinner and others in uh, behavioral science modification techniques uh, would, would employ. Why would we not see something more overt and, and, and something that didn't have these weird sort of tricksterish non non-sequitur moments? Well, I've personally um, thought about those issues a lot. And again, I could only come up with a whole bunch of possible hypotheses that might try to bring some explanation to all of this. Uh, I'm Cuban, and Cuban, a lot of Cubans practice uh, Santeria, which is uh, based upon um, uh, Yoruba uh, spiritual uh, traditions of, of West Africa. Right, and, the Congolese uh, tradition. Yes. And Shango. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, correct. That is one of the, the deities there. And one of these spirit entities is called Elegua. And Elegua is known as the trickster. Right. And Elegua is uh, known as someone that opens up the various pathways that you get to choose. Okay. And his goal is basically is to to redefine who you are, to lead you through these self-questioning uh, paradoxes of life's experiences. And it's sort of like uh, someone that awakens you to the full complexities and extremes of, of, uh, of a dual nature of our reality. Because in the, the religion, the Santeria religion, it goes through a lot of uh, our experiences in our reality as being dualistic. That in order for you to, to purify your soul, that you have to have some negative experiences. And you have to know what they are um, in order for you to learn from them, to make mistakes. So what Alegua does is that he opens up these different pathways that you might be able to choose uh, for you to blunder in these various pathways, you know, and try to learn from your mistakes. And so um, a lot of these similar tricksters types of, uh, of, um, of responses that uh, I've, 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 I've learned about and I've learned from other experiences experiencers. And uh, there are many traditions that are out there, uh, uh, folkloric and spiritual traditions uh, uh, all around the world that have the same concept. And, and a number of them share ritual blood sacrifice with uh, uh, the, the particular, Santeria in particular, uh, which is a, a whole other issue that we don't need to get into. Uh, we'll talk maybe about that on your next appearance on the Paracast. But, but yeah, the Orishas and... Uh, and that whole 
system of belief is, uh, I, I think, little known in this country. But uh, I think if people knew that uh, there are a million practitioners, uh, at least back in the 90s, there were at least a million practitioners of Santeria who, who do ritual blood sacrifice of uh, small animals, uh, chickens, birds, fowl, uh, and other uh, small animals, uh, they would be horrified to uh, to learn that uh, animals are slaughtered for religious purposes uh, in this country. And it's it's a protected by the Constitution, a, a protected uh, religious right. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I was referring to specifically to Eligua, how he's someone who puts you in a situation to stumble and to learn from your experiences. Uh, so you to be continue your spirit to continue to be awakened and cleansed. Um, so that was uh, a possible response to that question of this gentleman. Yeah. I, I probably have a close personal relationship with the leg, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wrote a whole book on uh, about the trickster uh, uh, archetype. Um, here's another question from Burn State, a good one, and he's asking the question as if you've already kind of uh, crunched all the data here, but. Um, he would really uh, like to know if there's anything that the contactees themselves have in common with each other that would help explain why these specific people are being repeatedly contacted. And I'm sure that's that's one of the uh, you know uh, aims of the study is to find out if there is commonality, if there is some demonstrable um, indicator, um, personality type, uh, ethnic type, uh, you know, ancestry type, blood type, you know, you're, you're looking at this to, to determine, I would, I would assume, uh, yeah. what makes certain people uh, susceptible uh, to have these experiences, like yourself and your wife, for instance. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's the ultimate question. That's one of the ultimate questions. And, and again, uh, we're nowhere near that. We, right now, we're just in the process of accumulating data. Uh, but we do have, you know, the statistical support. Uh, we have these academics, these um, scientists involved in this. And we're going to continue to keep on asking questions and, and, to, uh, and in our interviews keep plugging away at this. So that's a very fundamental question, but uh, we're not there. One com commonality that I would like to be able to bring forth to that's prevalent in our phase two questionnaire is that we've had 28% of the individuals that have taken the phase two questionnaire have had a near-death experience. And most of these near-death experiences um, were um, opened up the doors, so to speak, to a lot of these contact uh, uh, experiences. Um, and that's a very large number, you know, almost three out of ten people having NDEs. Another arena that I already spoke about near-death experiences, uh, roughly three out of ten of the individuals that completed phase two had uh, both UFO-related contact and a near-death experience. Um, another uh, 38% of these individuals had a medical healing by these uh, uh, ETs, uh, i.e. these non-human intelligent beings, and either they were either directly healed or a family member had a medical healing. So that's a very large number. Um, also, we asked various questions about um, the spirit world, um, and it uh, appears that roughly 85% of these individuals that responded to phase two associate these non-human intelligent beings with either the pre-birth or the post-birth uh, spirit world. Um, 
And um, so that's a very large commonality among these individuals. Um, also, another interesting factor here is that uh, you always read about these ETs having no personality at all. Um, uh, again, it was 82% stated that these uh, beings do, in fact, have a personality, and 46% actually stated that they are playful with them. So those are just a, a few of some of the interesting um, findings from phase two. Uh, from Latin America, uh, for our phase one study, there was a big difference with the U.S. audience. Uh, close to 70% of their uh, contact experiences have been with human-looking beings. With, um, unlike uh, in the U.S., it was roughly equal. The three largest groups were the, the short grays, the spirit forms, and uh, the human-looking types. Now, that's interesting here that Different parts of the world may yield different responses to these questions because you think if there's a consistent cause, wouldn't everybody experience it in a similar fashion? Of course, these cultural distinctions have been mentioned before in UFO research, and it kind of goes against actually physically seeing the actual phenomenon and not somehow being influenced by something else. It really gets strange. It really gets crazy. A lot of unusual things appear to be at work here. We've got Ray Hernandez joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. We are America's largest independently owned communications network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. 
You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. It's very easy to be a criminal. All you need to burglarize a home is one simple household tool, a pair of scissors. If your home security system can be compromised by a criminal using scissors, then you're making it easy for them. Almost every home security system, even those sold by big name companies, has a weakness. The phone line. You shell out 1500 bucks, get locked into a long-term contract, and think you're safe. But a burglar can destroy your alarm in seconds with one snip. And when a burglar cuts your phone line, you're, you're defenseless. defenseless. Simply Safe Home Security is the smarter choice. Built by Harvard engineers, Simply Safe uses a wireless connection to call the cops. Scissors can cut it and that means your home stays safe 24/7 professional monitoring is under $15 a month with no contract simply safe home security keeps you safer than the other guys for half the cost protect your home with the alarm you can trust simply safe go to simplysafedefense.com now for an exclusive 10% offer that's simplysafedefense.com Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. This is our final segment with Ray Hernandez of Free. We're looking over to the survey responses and the fact that people in different parts of the world will have different perceptions of what they see. How much of this do you think, Ray, is the result of a subjective perception that may not even reflect what they're really encountering? We ask these individuals to respond via conscious recollection, not through hypnotic regression. So there we uh, weeded out or deleted numerous types of experiences that came about through hypnotic regression. We applaud that particular approach. (laughs) Oh, yes. But I think the question here, though, is... How do we know what they recall represents the real event, not something that may be masked or interpreted? That's a very good question, and uh, I think a lot of these details and possible response to that question is going to come through interviews, through these very detailed, structured interviews. Because uh, right now, when you get to a fixed-choice question like we have in our survey, it's extremely limited. And only when we get to these details, um, uh, interviews, where we actually go over why they answered the way that they did, that we're able to get these details. This is a perfect place to ask this question from Ravensfee. She wonders, why do the aliens reported to interact with people look so human? Why aren't they more alien? Is it because they they too are formed by broadly similar processes that have acted upon us on Earth? Or their physical forms are bound instead of 
by the limits of our imagination? In other words, are we creating the details and, and filling in the blanks here of something that is potentially a lot more alien than it appears to uh, contactees? Or vice versa. Again, I uh, cannot answer that question because uh, right now we just have pure raw data. Hopefully, after we finish this study in several years, after we go through all these batteries of various questions and interviews, we might be able to get a better grasp of what we're doing. And as we continue uh, to expand these questionnaires in the future to get into other types of anomalous types of contact experiences, then we might have a better sense. But uh, right now, we're, we're at an infant stage of trying to understand what's going on but the, <laughs> well our the, listeners are they're, they're champing at the bit to uh to be able yeah. to uh, ask questions about you know your analytical process which obviously is not going to happen for a while how many participants are you looking to include in the study do you have a uh, a particular number in mind no we don't have a particular number in mind because we really want to before we close this study we want to be able to tap into the different languages yeah. And we uh, again, we, we have zero funding. So if anyone has any money that they want to contribute to us, go to experiencer.org. And if you want to get some possible answers to some of these questions, send us, uh, you know, five or 10 bucks or whatever you can, because we have zero budget. This is all being done by volunteers. Um, internally, our group uh, is paying for the survey instruments that we're using, the survey monkey, we're paying for all these expenses out of pocket. And now, obviously, if we had uh, independent funding for a lot of these studies, we could move along a lot, lot quickly. For example, I'm personally entering all of these uh, uh, surveys into the survey monkey. And one of these little surveys takes anywhere from two to three days to enter it, to check and recheck and fine tune it. This is an extremely tedious process. And I'm still a full-time you know, uh, state tax attorney with the IRS. Right. Uh, There's okay. only so many hours in the day. Have you uh, attempted to uh, make overtures to uh, Robert Bigelow, uh, Bigelow Aerospace and uh, you know, the National Institute for Discovery Sciences, which is now defunct, or have you contacted, uh, well, who would be another uh, good person to contact uh, in this realm, Gene? Well, we have Bigelow, but I'm thinking of people like Elon Musk or Warren Buffett, people who have lots of money to burn, especially yeah, well, Elon Musk because of his obvious interest in space exploration. Uh, his name has been mentioned, and um, Rudy and Edgar have stated that once we're, we've identified some interest with a potential major funder, that they will, would then intervene and make a presentation <laughs> of what we're doing at free. Right. Uh, so, like, you know, yeah. the heavy hitters get together on the table, but at this point, we haven't even identified a $10 hitter, you know, so. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's of course, there's always the, uh, you know, the Kickstarter, GoFundMe uh, uh, type, you know, public funding uh, scenario, yeah, which we're gonna uh, be... is not out of question uh, for yeah. this particular project. Yeah, we're going to but, be doing know, there that. Are, there are some uh, individuals that have expressed interest in this whole topic. Uh, you know, for instance, Sammy Hagar, who's got quite a bit of money uh, from being the uh, singer for Van Halen and, you know, his own solo career and being the singer for the band Montrose and stuff. Uh, Cobble Wabo Tequila. Maybe that's why he had his abduction experiences. He was busy taste testing his own recipe or something. Uh, you know, there are some creative ways to, uh, to approach. Um, you know, especially with the the august uh, you know roster of, of consultants and, and and board members and and directors, uh, I would think that it would be much easier 
to gain the kind of heavy hitter funding that you require with the kind of scientists and you know you rattled off I don't know how many PhDs there um, you know I, I, if you need some help let me know uh, oh I definitely you know, we'll, we, we'll, we we'll put it out there here at the Paracast <laughs> you know we, we you know we're, we're all we're all kind of pulling you know we're pulling on the oars in the same direction here in the boat and yeah. uh, anything that we can do to help uh, just let us know thank you any help that we can get because at this point um you know we're doing quite unique work um which has never been done before we're really muddling through the waters and in the infant stages to all of this uh we have numerous uh, hurdles ahead of us and um and 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 if any any funding that we can get to pay for our expenses would certainly help um and at least to hire people to be able to type some of these things out, the entry information in terms of the survey instruments, to get translations, because we want this to be international. So that's why it's taking so long, because we're all volunteers, and we're all doing this work on a volunteer basis. And it's just, it takes a, if you're doing a little Mickey Mouse survey of 50 questions, you know, you you could do that uh, fairly quickly. But if you're doing what we're doing, which is a a monstrous study. Really uh, extensive. Yeah, which is the way it should be done. I mean, really. Yeah, yeah, and so that's why it's taking so long. But uh, uh, we really have no cutoffs. I mean, uh, we just launched Spanish uh, forty-five days ago, and we already have three hundred and forty individuals. You know, yeah. which is uh, a huge number. Um, and you know, we're 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 plugging away. We're working at it. I can't wait to see the results from uh, the Latin American countries, especially South America, where uh, uh, small, dark, hairy dwarves are uh, reported as abductors. And um, yeah, 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 definitely. You know, it's definitely. Just, to me, it's just uh, infinitely uh, fascinating. Yeah. What's yeah. fascinating is that we're just about out of time. Okay. So, Ray, could you tell our listeners where they can go to find more information about the organization, maybe to participate in surveys? Correct, correct. Um, we're uh, building our website. And again, it's all dependent on funding. <laughs> we have uh, like a temporary site that uh, we're uh, called uh, experiencer.org. E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E-R.O-R-G. And there you have a, a link to be able to leave us uh, your email so we can put you on our mailing list. Uh, you have a link to our survey, so you can take our phase one survey. And also we have a donate button. The website that we're working on, uh, I've already spent hundreds of hours with this uh, volunteer uh, web developer, and it's going to blow everybody away. It's, it's right up the alley of, of Paracast. It's uh, going to be focusing on all aspects of the paranormal, of the various contact modalities, on consciousness studies, how it's all interrelated, transpersonal psychology. It's, it's going to be totally comprehensive, and it's going to be done with class, you know, in terms of uh, being able to be educational for individuals with articles and videos with a slightly academic tint to it. But we're also going to have a component that deals with experiencer support. Thank you very much. You can find us on Twitter, where we are known as the Paracast. Check the Paracast fan club on Facebook, and you'll come up with two. And we don't care which one you check out. Maybe check out both. Also, check this out. If you go to plus.theparacast.com, you'll learn how you can get a copy of Chris O'Brien's Stalking the Tricksters, the ebook version. You just have to join up with Paracast Plus. We offer After the Paracast, our other radio show, open-ended. We never know what's going to happen. After the Paracast, only for Paracast Plus subscribers. You also get the ad-free version of this show, better quality audio, 
All that for a modest monthly, annual, or five-year subscription rate. We give away the free book with one year or five years. Go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. Ray Hernandez, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you very much, Gene. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.